0: Hi guys, today it's True Crime Day and I love True Crime Day, but thank God Pia was here because I am having one of those weeks where I cannot get caught up. My other business, non-Bravo business, has been, it hasn't even really been that busy. It's just that whenever it kind of picks up even a little bit, it's hard for me to keep up with the level of content I've been sort of promising I would do. On the pod, um, and so it's it was hard. I I barely finished watching to take notes because that's a different thing. I can watch a show, but when you watch to get the notes done, that's very time consuming. So she, thank God, Pia, she was focused, and she was like a det- she was like a detective. You will hear she is solving crimes that they didn't even solve in this docu series. So. She was the real hero. I'll tell you that. Okay. I'm going to get us into this ASAP, but before I do that, I want to shout out my queens. I will be putting your shout outs in the episode description, uh, which is the new thing we're going to do from now on and keep an eye out in the community on Facebook because I have a little announcement. I'm gonna be putting a video together. I already recorded it. I just need to edit it and post it. But it's one of those weeks where I just cannot get caught up on the shit I need to do. My to do list keeps growing and I am not checking things off of it. But I will I have a little update for you guys. And for the rest of you, I hope you guys are doing okay. Love you. Love you all. Love Love everybody. Anyone listening, thank you so much. I haven't really done a nice shout out like that in a minute. I appreciate all of the support for this podcast because just a reminder, this podcast was literally started as an exercise in growing my self-confidence. And so it's incredible to see that it's grown to this extent. So I really appreciate I appreciate the love and support. So thank you guys so much. Quick note um, about the audio. I'm really trying to elevate this podcast and get the audio real sexy. And since Pia and I will obviously be recording together till the end of time, we record on Zoom. And you know how it has that Zoomy sound like that, like it will get, you know, that robot sort of static y, electronic-y sound. I'm trying to teach Pia Excuse me how to record her audio separately on her side. And she thought she did it, but she she didn't. So it still kind of has that zoom quality. Not my favorite, but we're gonna get it next time. So mark my words. But I'm not gonna drag Pia for it because she she's already she already feels guilty enough. She's one of she's she's like me. The way she's dragged, I could never drag her as much as she's dragging herself. But the next time we record, she'll get it right. Oh, mark my words. She will. But yeah, lots of fun stuff coming to the pod, by the way. So that's a fun little tease. Not like, what does that even mean, right? Just trust me. There's some fun stuff coming. Announcements coming soon. God, can you tell I'm so tired? I'm recording this intro really late because I forgot to record it earlier. My voice sounds so tired, doesn't it? Okay, I'm just going to go. Like, okay, enjoy this freaking recap. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Hi, Pia.
1: Hi, Emily. So nice to have you back. I missed you. Like last week was weird. I was like, I woke up a little bit in a panic, like, what was I <laughs> supposed to record? And I don't know what I would have watched, but I don't know.
0: <laughs> That's how I felt too. And then I looked at my phone. I'm like, we haven't talked about Beverly Hills or really enough Bravo or anything. Well, I
1: actually was going to message you or voice memo you yesterday because Dorit, you can just fire her ass. How about that? It's just, it's, it's more of my own like political thing. She put up a post last night about her robbery and linking it to a voting for Caruso. And I was like, fuck you, bitch. <laughs>
0: oh, did she really?
1: Yeah. Everybody was getting her in the comments. Like, are you serious? Even people are like, it's not too late to just delete this.
0: <laughs> was it a, was it a post post like in her store, yes. her feed?
1: Yes. Oh. A post post. I don't know if it's still there, but it was there for all of yesterday up into through voting so even if she's deleted it now, the damage of that is done. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah, she made it like this is the anniversary of my robbery and then just robbery stuff. And then she's like, and that's why it's so vote- important to vote for her. Rick Caruso. Oh, I wonder mm-hmm. if she got, I wonder if she got paid. She, for I'm that sure one. she did. I'm, sh- I'm sure she, I'm like, he has all, he's been putting so much money into his campaign. He, I'm sure she got paid for it, but I don't care. Like. No, like, fuck you. This is why his, the race is so close right now because of all these like last minute celebrity endorsements like Katy Perry posted last yesterday to vote for
0: Car- Caruso. So annoying. He put a lot of money into campaigning. He's he does. His his ads are so funny because like he doesn't even kind of look like a Democrat. He looks <laughs> he looks like such a Republican because I mean a Republican.
1: Oh, he only and guys like don't be. Fooled, he changed his party affiliation for the like people who are just gonna look on the ballot and go, like, vote Mm -hmm. for the party. Like, Mm -hmm. it's a strategy, it's not what his actual alignment is or what his belief system is. Oh my god, I watched a video of him last night before he went to his like campaign party, and he's like in the homeless encampments and he's like walking around with the TV cameras talking to the homeless people, like, oh did you guys vote yet? You got to go out and vote because I'm going to make sure we get you into some
0: real homes. Like, sir. (laughs) Sir. Yeah, I know. I voted for Bass, obviously. Actually, you know what? This is a great, I'm glad we're talking about this because a lot of my YouTube um, comments, mainly YouTube because that's where people can comment directly on the videos. Um, A lot of Republicans have been offended by my political conversations saying mm-hmm. that I'm alienating them. Oh. Um, I think I just maybe I should make it pretty clear. I'm assuming that if you identify as a Republican that you support oppressive policies. Policies that oppress marginalized people. Um, some people are just fiscally conservative but not socially like they support, you know, progressive policies, but they like, you know, they don't like Democrats with their like taxes and things like that. They want to keep their money, but they don't want, you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. So if you're not one of those conservatives, if you, if you're cool with like everyone having the right to, you know, get married regardless of sexual identity or sexual preference and stuff, then I'm not talking about you. Yeah. But, I think
1: that people, the, the my whole thing with, uh, parties in general is I feel like we need to normalize you can like more like affiliate with a certain like party like I am democratic. I'm a Democrat and I have no problem saying that. But like I mean
0: that doesn't mean I'll blindly follow anybody. You know what I mean? And so and Democrats are they can be very corrupt too. We're never blind to that. Right. And I think that's
1: I think that's the thing. It's like it's more sometimes when we're talking about Republican or Democrats, it's a, it's a general like what it generally um, stands for. But that doesn't mean that we're not like aware that there are people within that that might have like, you know, other. Like, yeah, they have great areas with their
0: yeah. parties, you know, because I did see but Karen Bass was asked at a debate um would, would where would you rate the safety level on a one to ten? Ten being the safest and one being not safe in LA. And she rated LA a 10. And I was like, ooh, too high. Girl, get you out of here with that. Don't don't ever go to a 10. That's gonna open you up to criticism. Yeah. And, they, and they said, and they said, wasn't your home burglarized? And she said, it was. And they were like, and don't you own firearms? And she they said, she said, yes. And they just said, well, why do you own firearms? She said, to protect myself. And they said, well, but if it's a 10. Yeah, then you wouldn't need any of that. So it's like, you should have gone with this with like an eight- like a, I would seven. have got, I would have gone with a seven. Seven, seven, seven feels like seven, it's safe. Seven,
1: seven safe. That's a safe. That's I do feel safe with seven.
0: Seven room for perfect. improvement. Room for improvement. That's why she's there, and she's that's needed. Why she's there to make it better? Yeah, she
1: should have said seven. 10 was way too high.
0: I think she it was. So, you know, see, not perfect. I yeah. got perfect. That's that wasn't a bad answer. That's, um, see, so I can criticize both sides. It's yeah. just like when it comes to feeling like who I want in charge, making policies overall, I would prefer it not be a Republican because I don't want to lose my right to choose to have an abortion. Right. It's, it's about protecting our like basic what should be our basic
1: human right to choose things for ourselves that doesn't necessarily like, you know, obviously like, we shouldn't be able to choose to murder anybody, but like, you know, things like, yeah, things to do with my body. Like Uh I should be able to choose how my health of my body goes, things of that nature. If I, if I like this girl or this non-binary person and I would like to create a union, that should be my business.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So that's, I just wanted to, I'm glad we got to talk about that. I'm glad this got brought up because on YouTube, you can comment directly. So I I have been getting some like podcast reviews, but it's different when you can comment directly on a video and on an episode because you can see like the immediate, yeah, like this is what we're referring to. Yeah. um But anyway, we should get into this episode or this recap because we only have a limited amount of time today, people. <laughs> And I have 13 pages of notes. Whoa. Well, granted, this is a three episode deal. Yeah. Um, okay. Today we are covering Low Country. I actually don't know the full thing. The Murdoch din- Murdoch dynasty. Low Country. Yeah. So that's like the subtitle, I think. But uh-huh. Low Country is the main title. Low Country is the main title. Um, so Pia and I were talking about this a little bit before, and I've actually said this myself a couple times already on other podcasts I really didn't like that 2020 special they did at all because I've heard about the Murdoch family before like I've heard many people talk about it and I watched this 2020 special being like oh here we go I'm gonna be you know up in arms and then I watched it and I was like this wasn't good so I was very disappointed and I I don't always like 2020 stuff to be to be fair I'm not always the biggest fan. Sometimes they do a shit job. But I was like, yeah. so it, it did su- they did such a bad job that I was like, actually not even excited to put this one on. Mm-hmm. But when I put this one on.
1: Well, yeah, no, I was like telling my my cousin right before we recorded, um, because she likes true crime too. I was like, oh, there's a new documentary on HBO, three-part docuseries called Low Country. It's about the Murdoch family. She's like, they already did that. That's like not a new story. And I was like, no, no, I know. I've seen the story myself. I'm pretty sure it looks a 2020 special. So she's like, Yeah. And I was like, Yeah, but that's like not as good as this like documentary. Like you really get into it. So it's like, yeah, you know the story, but did you know the story? Also, this is this goes so current. Like, like this happened in like, yeah,
0: 2021. I'm like, That's oh, what shit. I told her
1: too. I was like, this is like, and it's <clears throat> almost like an updated situation because like, yeah. that 2020 special happened months ago, I feel like, or I don't even know when it. I, yeah, no. Happened. I
0: want to say it happened like all, like last year right yeah
1: like it happened a while ago
0: so they did not have so the this, update. Is, this
1: is like current <laughs> the most current documentary you can get on this
0: particular case yeah so like this yeah. is good
1: yeah it's it's really good
0: really good um all right so starts off with this 911 call I mean they really paint this picture because like the way he goes I've been up to it now it's bad. I'm like, oh shit. Okay, we are. I know where I'm at. I know where we are. If that's the way you talk when you're in a crisis, I'm. I'm there. I'm here. Here we are. Yeah. Um, Joe McCulloch is a South Carolina attorney. We're going to see a lot of him, and he's painting the picture. The Low Country is a different part of the world and a different part of South Carolina, which is nice, you know, because we we do we have you know Southern charm. In Charleston, you know, so like, yeah. like we're kind of familiar, but this this is different. This is Hampton County. Mm. This is a small rural community. Very few stoplights. This is generations of the same family. Lots of poverty. We got lots of residents giving us some giving us some updates on what's going on here. And the Murdoch's dominate this town. And there's this position that I've never heard of until this called the solicitor. That's what the fuck uh, I was trying to tell Sean about this
1: and there was a (laughs) fucking word they used and I was like, prosecutor, bro." I was like, that's not like a weird word. Why? Like, I think that's. No, the solicitor. (laughs) Yeah. It sounds like a card you get in like clue. Yeah. Detective game. Like it's not real and it's made up or something. (laughs)
0: Yeah. But like, it's, but it, it, it's like a scary prosecutor because they, it's like for, it's like more counties than a normal prosecutor. It's, you know, only, only down there in Hampton County.
1: It's, like, something that should be illegal. Like, you should yeah. never be... Able, like, that. that's why we are have a democracy. So, like, one person can't, like, control everything. But, yeah, dude. We, for but
0: centuries. this For centuries, they said. That's like,
1: crazy. Excuse
0: you? See, you know what? What? That, that, this is why
1: I cannot live... I can never live in a small, rural town like that. Because they... That isn't, those places are other worlds living within the United States. It's It's scary. scary. It's self ran, and the big government is not. No, they haven't. No, this is
0: proof. This is proof. No, literally, dude. It is scary. Like, there's no regulation. That's crazy. So, we get a flash June 8th, 2021. News report of a mom and son found dead. Now, we're going to get a lot of this news reporter, Andrew Davis. This guy's hair is pretty, it's like pretty spectacular when he does his <laughs> news reporting. He is on the scene, and it's 22-year-old Paul Murdoch and 52-year-old Maggie Murdoch. Uh, Pilar Melendez, I love her. She's at the Daily Beast. I just Anytime they cut to her, I'm like, we're in good hands. I like when <laughs> they cut to Pilar. I'm like, yes, okay, she's going to tell us something good. Um, But she's like, th- this investigation is very close to reporters, so like, you could just feel it like when they get on the scene, when it's a Murdoch situation, it's like, no one's going to know what's happening. The town, Andrew Davis, like the town doesn't talk about it. No one, if it's the Murdoch's involved, they're like, we don't, we don't know. We, we're we not allowed to say anything. Yeah, We're not allowed. And they mean that shit. You don't talk about it. And then there's that dude. As soon as you see someone in that silhouette with like a disguised voice. Oh, you fucking know, it says former Murdoch employee. You're like, oh shit. Okay. This is no joke.
1: I have always not liked the silhouette thing because I'm like, you know. Thank that you. You know who it is. Somebody, whoever's watching that is going to absolutely know who that fucking person is. And so there's might as well just show your face. I've always
0: wondered, like, why would you even let them do a silhouette? Like, you should have it be, you should have it be some, like, weird shape. It should, it should just be black. It should just be black. Or, like, throw them off and put, like, a weird, like, like uh-uh. thing behind you. Like, some, like, sunbeam.
1: Exactly. If it's, especially if <laughs> it's in a small town where everybody knows each other's name. Or they should put... Absolutely app. will someone know who that was. Former exactly. Murdoch employee. Exactly. Gotcha. But, Small that's down. Like, let me tell you, as soon as that thing dropped, <laughs> a text chain went out. I need a documentary on where that guy is
0: or the where former are these employee. Fools now,
1: as soon as this
0: HBL docuseries came They're out. They're gone. They're like, hey Andrew, we knew it was you. He's like, fuck, that didn't disguise me enough. They're like, you they should put like funny hats on them or something. Like, that I, should be the protocol. Like they should just be totally different. Like, no. The, the silhouette First of all, should I should w- be. I would have
1: just they should have gotten Was what they should do really is just get all of their information recorded like on a little recorder and then hire an actor to be in silhouette. <laughs> Can't be Ooh. that person. Can't be that person at all. Like,
0: oh, that's a good idea, Pia. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Ooh. Really throw
0: these people off. That is brilliant. There we go. See, Pia, you're onto something right Thank there. Thank you. Cause I just been think I think about it every time I see it. Like I'm like, you're gonna be found out. <laughs> fucking brilliant <laughs> and then it's and then it's a job for an actor and then mm-hmm. you freed up a job
1: for an actor and then that person's probably going to get killed but you know it's not them <laughs> <laughs>
0: they're looking for that person yeah, so yeah the actor's
1: like whoa 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 recreation
0: <laughs> they have recreation. to recreation <laughs> they have to put a thing not an actor not a real i story. live in north
1: hollywood
0: <laughs> like I am not even I've never even been to South Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, OK, so now we have two years before the murder and we meet Anthony Cook, who was Paul's friend. And this guy is. I mean, I, I mm. know. Uh, I, I, this this
1: guy really. Had me like in turmoil I would, I don't know if that's the best word to say but like because I've I've never seen somebody humanly fight what they really want to feel so much throughout this documentary
0: it was insane like this kid okay <laughs> this kid he's like couldn't ask for a better place to grow up couldn't ask for a better friend than Paul uh, Wait, is that the? No, okay. I think maybe I'm thinking of the wrong kid. I was going to say, I think you're thinking of the wrong kid. This is the kid. Anthony Cook is the one who was on the boat with Paul, whose girlfriend. Yeah, no, that's the one I'm thinking of.
1: Yeah. Because, like, but then, like, when we get into later in the documentary, then it's, it, you get it like, I, I, that's what I'm saying. He, me, you got me in all these different emotions. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: he's, cause his girlfriend was Mallory. I was like, yeah. Thank so, you. I like <laughs> I got confused me. Too.
1: That's what I'm saying. Turmoil. I've been turmoil over this kid. Like, what is happening?
0: Because So I watched it like the first time I just watched it, not knowing we were going to recap. It's when I went to take notes and I realized that I'm like, OK, yeah, his girlfriend was the one who got OK. So, yeah, I, all right. Because so then, is <laughs> Pilar, my favorite. She's like, You're OK. True. Anthony was with Mallory. I'm like, so, and then, so then there's Connor Cook, who I originally thought, because it's Anthony Cook and Connor Cook, but I thought Uh they were related. They're not. They're just all have the same name. So I'm
1: sure they are kind of, though, because it's a small town, right?
0: Exactly, right. And so, so Connor was, Connor's with a woman, a girl named Miley, and then Paul is with a girl named Morgan. Yeah. Like, white as can be. Yeah. just And so the six of them are like, or best friends, best friends, best of friends. And so Joe McCulloch is the Cook family attorney. He will eventually be representing Anthony or no, Connor, Connor and everything. And so (laughs) Joe's like, you know, sometimes you go fishing and you go boating, and sometimes it involves some alcohol consumption as well. And they show Paul using his older brother's ID and being like, yeah, we got the beers. And then they go off to the boat. Now, here's the story. Miley Altman's doing like her interview and it's being intercut with Anthony's story. And they were on to Chichesi Lake nearby whatever it's called. And they are going on a boat ride at night. It's like 12:15 am. Paul and Connor wanted to make a pit stop at a bar along the way. and there's like fo- like footage of them going in. And of course, they're like, not a good idea. Not a good idea. Uh, Paul's girlfriend's like, don't. But Morgan and Paul, they got into it. Uh, But Paul is persistent. And it's one of those things. It's like, whatever Paul wants, Paul gets to do. Of course, Uh, Anthony even tries to stop it. Anthony's like, bad idea. And then this leads into like the whole narrative where we get like some locals talking about Paul basically is the biggest piece of douchebag shit. Like if you were writing a script and you wanted a prototype character of like how to make the worst person ever for the audience to hate it's paul yeah i hated him hated him something like everyone's like something arrogant about him whatever he wants he gets just yeah he does have this like all of the family all
1: the the dad the older brother buster and paul they have this like smirk about them it's not a full smile it's just this this air of like no matter what i do i'm untouchable and it just since you just like, you mean through your body.
0: Oh, so Anthony reluctantly says, he's like, yeah, Paul did things that I, I didn't really feel comfortable with. But then he goes, I won't talk bad about him though. He was a really good guy. My God, Jesus, Anthony. Wow, I know it's okay. But I will
1: say the one redeeming quality about the Anthony thing for me is his parents. Oh, yeah. Right. It just because you know what I mean? Keith and Keith and
0: Beverly are the shit. They are the fucking shit. I love them. Keith and Beverly, they they come in. She goes, one thing we have tried to instill in our children is if you're friends with the Murdoch's, that's okay. But if something goes down, you're going to be in trouble, not them. Like, well, they knew they fucking knew. I love that they
1: warned them, too. It wasn't like an afterthought thing, which is what what we find out about poor Connor's parents or Connor, I should say, because the parents should have been
0: like Keith and Beverly. Yep. Because because Connor's parents were like friends with them, like because Marty actually was friends with Alec and the other one. Randy, we'll get to his name. Uh, Because speaking of Maggie raised her kids. They this is what Uh, This is what uh, Beverly says. Maggie raised her kids to know that the law did not pertain to them. Like, literally, it's like, don't worry. You little fuckers can do whatever you want. That's disgusting. Disgusting. I, like, it's
1: so weird. It's weird because I don't think I've, I can't even think of a documentary or a case that I've ever watched or read about that when you open up, the victims are, you know, Paul and Maggie and I immediately am like, "Good riddance!" <laughs> like, right? It's like even like Paul isn't that, that weird? Yeah, it's really weird because it's like even with Paul, you're like, okay, I get that, but usually the mom is like, not. You're like, oh well, like you feel like a little bad or something. Like you're like, fuck that bitch too. Created that little devil. <laughs> you created that little fucking redheaded monster.
0: Redheaded the monster, little Chucky doll. That, but little Chucky doll, totally running around uh also i don't think
1: all redheads are like that i don't want that to
0: (laughs) no not at all but not at all but that one is he is a chucky doll (laughs) literally though so okay back they go back to the investigation they have this footage of paul coming out of that bar and he's all drunk and swaying and they're like you cannot drive a boat like this at night and Miley is back in her investigation doing her statement to the cops and she's like he was drunk and being rude to everybody and Anthony like sweet baby angel anthony which i'm sure he's not i'm sure he was a douchebag too because he was friends with all these guys uh but he's like it was late drunk foggy everybody been drinking it's just not smart I'm like god this is so paul's alter ego timmy shows up they say and that is so creepy the hands they say that when they see his hands start to get spread apart because like he can't make a fist and they they like show a picture of it oh can you imagine yeah Yeah, and I like at first when they were describing
1: it I was like okay but when they showed actual proof of you know what they were talking about I was like Whoa, oh this God. is a thing. And then um uh what's her name? Um uh Miley describing describing it sounded like um that movie split when you just have another personality that takes over and then they literally can transform their body into someone else. Like you're they're, they're literally not that person anymore.
0: And then uh, and then they're like Paul was slapping his girlfriend and spitting in her face. So terrible. But then there's footage from the dock. He was driving the boat in circles. Now, I thought we were going to have to imagine that. But no, there is footage from there's, the dock. There's so much. There's
1: footage of them walking into the bar. There's footage of them at like doing the donuts. The only unfortunate part about it is for the donuts. There's no real, real way to actually see who's driving, which the Mur- Murdoch's like, no. hmm.
0: So, okay, Miley said, and here, this is where it gets into like the details. Miley says, Anthony stood up and told Paul to take him to the dock, and he's like, I just would w- get an Uber. Paul wouldn't. So, Anthony told him to let him drive. Then Paul takes off his shirt. And she goes walking around, rocking around all buff and stuff. I'm like, is he? Uh, Connor starts driving for a little bit, but Paul tries to take it back. Paul was driving close to the sailboats that were parked uh miley sees the bridge coming and at at the last second she screamed and then boom anthony says we hit the pylons on one side of the bridge and i came to on the other side of the bridge miley came running down there to me and asked where oh my god it was so cute he goes asked me where my mallory was and i was like is anthony hot I was like, do I like Anthony? Oh my God. Like suddenly I was like, Ooh, like the way they're like f- the way they're shooting him, they're like shooting him from like, like lower. So they make him look like taller. And it was like, okay. Yeah. Like I would fuck Anthony. <laughs> no one asked, but I was like, mm, yeah, okay. I- I'd fuck Anthony. Sure. hundred <laughs> percent. Um, but then pa- Paul was just in his underwear. Like they just like threw that out there and I'm like, was it Were his clothes like knocked off of him?
1: No, I think that's what remember when Miley was describing when Paul was like walking around buff. I think that's what she means. Like he was well, just Well, he like, took
0: his shirt off, but he take his pants off too? I think he
1: did. I think he was being crazy. I think he was being <laughs> fucking wild, which is why they ran into the fucking bridge. Like he's fully stripping probably at this point, being a fucking crazy person.
0: I mean, that is next level, like on a boat. So the 911 call is- Horrendous. They're like, yo, there's so much blood. There's so much fucking blood. Where the fuck is Mallory? Okay. Harrowing, like a harrowing experience. The dash cam footage of Anthony, like shirtless crying, and he calls his mom. Like, imagine being that mom. Oh my God. Yeah. That phone call where he's just like, Mom, we can't find Mallory. Like, first of all, you're sleeping. Like, as a mom, you're like dead asleep. You get this phone call really late. And that's the phone call. Like, it takes you a minute to figure out what's happening. And then he tells this really sweet story again, where I'm like, okay, I'm in love with Anthony now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This guy got me in turmoil. Yeah, (laughs) he's he's like, I loved her for a long time. But, you know, she always let it be known how she felt about me. But I was just playing with her a little bit, you know, and I was like, "Mm -hmm, this would work on me 100 percent. Yeah, he play with my emotions. And he's like, eventually I told her and I was like, okay, Anthony, tell me you love me. (laughs) <laughs> and then I will love Emily. You. He's like, <laughs> I mean, I guess you could slide into his DMS. <laughs> I'm like, what's your Instagram handle? <laughs> <laughs> then the footage of Paul in his underwear, all swaying around. And then he, then they, the first person he calls is his grandfather. <sighs> Anthony's parents get there and they, they put like a blanket on him. And then he sees Paul coming and there's this awesome showdown. He's I'll get that motherfucker away from me. but then like. Full explanation. The last time I grabbed my girlfriend and got down on the bottom of the boat, Paul was driving. I begged and begged and begged to let me drive. Like there it is, guys. There it is. Well, that's the thing.
1: It's like I wish they could have. You, I mean, I'm, I'm sure. I, I'm I'm sure that's like later on when we you know find out who's going to get charged and whatnot. I'm sure that is what was very damning, but. Oh, man, that's what this, this that specifically that dash cam footage of um, Anthony is what gets me in turmoil about like how he feels about Paul even after the after everything. Yes, like that, you
0: know what I mean? Because then he's like screaming, he's like, Are you fucking smiling like it's fucking funny? Hope you fucking yeah. rotten hell. That's why I'm so confused, Anthony. Yeah, it's yeah, he's like, but then he goes, He's gonna get in fucking trouble. Y'all it's like, it's so ominous. Like y'all know Alex Murdoch. That's his son. Good luck. I mean, I can tell you
1: this, the truest, rawest form of how he actually feels about the whole situation was caught on that dash cam. And right? if it wasn't caught on that dash cam, we would never, ever know that. Cause he won't say it now Mm -mm. because it's like you got a raw part of of anthony unfiltered not caring about repercussions of of the luminous murdoch family um hanging over him and you got his true fucking feelings and now that he's composed and he's able like he's like back into that small town
0: mentality it's like i can't say too much and i won't say too much and also now that now that Paul's dead. Yeah. It's different. You know what I mean? It's different because yeah. like, now you don't speak ill of the dead. Yeah. That kind of thing. So, yeah. Damn I, mean, I was raised like that,
1: too. Um, so, you don't talk about the, the dead. There's no like it's like almost like bad luck or like bad juju or whatever you want to call it. Like you don't. They're gone. They're
0: done. Mm-hmm. Leave it. Leave it to rest. Yeah. Um. Anthony's dad says he, I mean, he knew because he had seen what he had gotten away with in the past. I'm like, <sighs> ooh, nice little tease. What the fuck's that mean? <laughs> um, hold on. Okay, we meet. I love this attorney, uh, Justin Bamberg, who was just an attorney in South Carolina. Um, he was explaining what solicitors are. They're district attorneys, but with more districts. So it's just way too powerful and they show like the generations of the murdochs and old buster is a real piece of work who basically has been murder he was like murdering people this guy mark mark Etheridge shows up and he's like people used to like give tribute to buster murdoch and people like they go around people are saying like oh yeah like he would have people taken care of and it was like the mafia <laughs> there's this friend of his I, I just wrote Justin he goes not only do you have the power over the people but you have the power over the system whoa that's like that was a really intense statement because it's like, true yeah so like you have the power over the people and then you and then you like let's say you got to off somebody and then you turn around and you say that's okay right to whoever would like you'd be in trouble with and they're like yeah that's
1: is exactly why you're not allowed to be able to be double dipping in things, because then that means you you are literally above the law.
0: Hi. Yeah.
1: You are essentially God.
0: Yeah. And then on top of their criminal authority, they also have a civil practice. And so it is Peters, Murdoch, Parker, Els, Detrick, and it's P-M-P-E-D. Does that not look like pimped?
1: It does look like pimped, and that is what they are doing, right? Literally.
0: (laughs) It was known as the firm. And one more time, we got a person in the shadows with a disguised voice who was an Alex (laughs) Murdoch colleague. And he was a good lawyer, but you could always tell he was just trying to lie and manipulate. It was very much like, I'll do for you, but I will expect something in return type of deal, which is what he looks like. He just looks like a little slimy skis bag. Yeah. And it was the type of thing where if, like, you were in a wreck and the person was at fault, but you needed it to be the other person's fault, he would figure out a way to make that happen. So it was just pure corruption. That's so terrible. And, like, imagine, that's, imagine just feeling that powerful for centuries. So yeah. it's like, yeah, that's just your reality.
1: I made the mistake of watching this all yesterday during it, watching all the election stuff happening i was ooh, like this ooh. is too
0: much <laughs> <laughs> ooh, yeah that's brutal <laughs> so back to the accident connor oh god they showed connor's big old jaw injury Whoa, oh yeah, was, oh, oh that looks so bad it was yeah. all <sighs> anything with anything with dental work pain because teeth pain oh bad 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 all yeah. swollen uh morgan had a big hand injury um paul paul though fucking paul dude this guy was so drunk as his grandpa described it drunker than cooter brown i don't know what that reference is do you no <laughs> okay I was, i'm like i have no idea but he was so no. he was so drunk and unruly in the ambulance that he needed his own ambulance and he was just completely unfazed that his friend was missing completely unfazed so enter alec and randolph the grandfather and they're immediately just all, their only concern of course is keeping him from being interviewed keeping him for like that's that's all they ca- connor's parents though immediately they're like alex trying to call and convince them that connor was driving no concern like as a parent their kids were just in an accident one of them is missing. This is a tragedy, and the first thing is them trying to convince, just them trying to convince them your your son was driving, isn't that wild? They're they are evil, evil. They're, they're very evil.
1: They do not care about anybody but themselves, and they don't even care about each other. They right everybody cares about themselves and anybody. That's what's so scary about these type of people like it's like it's like her house of cards it's like any it's like um succession it's like any big family with yeah. money anybody can get fucked well
0: that's they do say that succession is kind of loosely based around like they kind of got inspiration from oh, this that's, family
1: Who we didn't know that
0: so well someone told that to me and actually they have no authority so they could have made that up i don't know but it makes sense i mean that does make it. sense yeah because i mean when uh what's his face um drives the car off the thing with the drug with the getting the cocaine cocaine, Mm -hmm. what's his name
1: kendall Um, kendall yeah Yeah. and then and they just cover it up and they they know exactly
0: how to cover it up yeah so it has it has hints of that and they go to the
1: family's house during their like morning thing
0: just to like give them some money and shut them up Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm So Connor's dad says that Alex is saying that. So Alex is like, don't worry, I got my resources. I'm going to influence the jury and the prosecutors. But then he's like, it would make more sense if he was saying like, don't worry, I'm going to use my resources to find Mallory. But but then they hear the grandfather say, well, we don't need to worry about her. She's gone. So they're just absolute evil awful and i think that they're excited about it too because it's one less witness (laughs) oh my god totally no body no crime kind of thing totally 100 percent uh so then at the hospital alex is going around just making sure no one is talking to investigators but not checking on anyone's well-being i mean these people are in the fucking hospital with injuries from an accident and they're not like how you doing everyone okay But isn't it so
1: interesting that they don't even have to put on the facade of like, hey, just checking on you, like a little banter, a little small talk. Hey, let's just not, you know, like, don't even have to do that. They just walk (laughs) in. They say, we're not going to say anything. And they know that when they say that, that means if you do say something, there's an unspoken threat. Watching you, fucker. Like, I remember I am
0: the system, as we said earlier. Mm -hmm. If you do say something. Well, so Connor heard. Uh, Paul telling his grandpa that Cotton Top, which is his nickname, was driving the boat. So he's like, "Oh, f- here we go. This is going to be m- me." And the Murdochs arrange for Mister Fleming to represent Connor. Uh, and th- they did not realize that this was like a friend of the Murdochs family. How did so- they not realize that? Though. How how would you re- How would you trust anyone they set you up? They're with? friends with
1: everyone, they're in, they are the law. So you have to have reasonable, like, thought that they would in some way. I'm not saying that you know that they're, like, best friends and that that's a godfather to one of their children. But
0: you got to know that they're in their pocket in some way. So they're like, well, then when we found out about that, we 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 cut ties. I'm like, okay, well, thank God they cut ties pretty quickly. But still, guys, wouldn't you just have assumed that since they're only – agenda when they got to that hospital was making sure that connor knew he was going to say he was driving yeah like that was their only concern it's just like i guess it's
1: i don't know if it's just so much easier for people like ourselves to see how manipulative this whole true. situation is true because like i've never grown up in a small town where everyone has the same way of thinking like that right
0: but they're like just essentially seems like,
1: brainwashed
0: people and and i i this guy that Connor's parents clearly like liked them liked the Murdoch's more of
1: course because they they thought that they were a little bit it's kind of like how I feel like Anthony feels like they don't do that to me yeah you know what I mean we're friends yeah they'll they'll do that to other people we're one of the people they protect we're one of them yeah or one of their like in their like tribe
0: yeah uh, so then they but then they couldn't get even, they couldn't even find a lawyer who would want to represent them because no one wanted to go up against the Murdoch's. Wow. One one of them told them that if Buster Murdoch were still alive, they wouldn't need to worry about this because Connor would already be crab bait and it wouldn't be a problem.
1: Does that mean he'd be dead? Yeah, either dead or they would have already like sentenced him or like they would have it would have been much easier to probably either. Kill him (laughs) or just completely pin it on him without any probably trial even like you. That's crazy. Lock the key up like you're done. That's crazy. That's either way. Life for him would have been over. uh, over. Wow.
0: So at the crime scene, obviously they did what they always do and they block it off. You know, crime scene. Do not cross. But the Murdochs, they just went right under that tape. They're like, oh, go ahead. You go, you go, you go check it out. You just contaminate all of the evidence here. Get in there and remove anything that's incriminating for your son. Uh, And also, too, a family member was enlisted to move the boat wherever it needed to go to be inspected they were like, yeah, actually, yeah, you can, you can tow it. <laughs> Evidence is missing, obviously. I'm sure. They, I'm sh-
1: well, I guess I was gonna say, maybe they wiped down the, the steering wheel, but but I'm sure even if there are fingerprints, like we, at some point uh, yeah, he was driving, so it wouldn't really matter.
0: Yeah. Uh, so three days after the crash, the search for Mallory continues. And Anthony's mom says that she tried to like get away and just be alone for a minute. So she goes and sits in the truck and Maggie corners her in the truck and just goes so what would happen if they never found mallory she's like a uh, bitch don't even f- suggest that and she's like and then, then she goes so she didn't say anything for a minute and then just gets out of the car <laughs> how like, she's like oh okay um but you know there was this
1: one part that she says to um uh what's her name um the anthony's mom was it her name again. uh Uh, fuck continue but yeah she says when um Maggie gets into the car she does it because she wants everyone to see her yeah Beverly Beverly that that stuck out to me so much it's like like it really is some mafia shit Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. look at me comforting her Le- but it's like also like they know what that means, too. It's like it's like a threat. Like it was almost like a threat. Like sh- she was like letting her know like this is this is like this energy. Oh, it was like, oh, going. you think
0: it was like, OK, now they know I'm in here talking to you kind of thing. Like, yeah. Oh, ooh. Um. this was seven days after the crash. Um. They're like, we had to accept that she was gone. Did they find her body? That was what I was going to ask you. I was
1: unclear of that. I felt like they um, did not find a body, but they had to reasonably assume okay. that she was dead because there's no way anybody could survive. And they couldn't, it's not like she didn't wash, she hasn't washed up anywhere. Okay. I, so if that, I was going to ask you that because I was I felt like I was unclear. And I was like, maybe Emma Emil- I missed it. And I no, like, I literally wrote they have to accept she's gone. Question mark. Did they find her body? I'm confused. Those are my yes. notes. So I, I would say thank you. I was confused there, too. I'm I'm going to go with they did not find her body. and They, they had to assume death.
0: Yeah, because where um, else would
1: she be? R- right. Um, there's no way you can survive in the water that long. And she's and- not like
0: walked off somewhere and is like living another life. Right. She would have gone um, to a hospital or something.
1: Right. Um, so this is where I want to ask you or pose this to you. When the murdos had like all this access to the crime scene, and you you hear the grandfather say, Well, she's long gone and stuff like that. Do you I wouldn't be surprised if they got their own little secret search party and tried to find <gasps> the body of her themselves and got rid of it?
0: Ooh, I love that theory.
1: I don't know. I mean it's possible to me cuz they just kept letting these people. I would not be surprised. Cuz like and then and then and then um uh Maggie saying what if what would happen if they never found? Like these like ominous things that they keep saying about like never having um Mallory found again. Like you know what well, I mean? Well now, well now how the hell did they not even present that as an option? I don't know. HBO. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm like that was where my mind went. That's brilliant.
0: What do we need? I'm gonna. Okay, we need to contact them. (laughs) We have something else to present as a possibility because where did she go? Are we like cereal? (laughs) (laughs) The trial. Like he's still he's
1: still going. You know what I mean? Like, can we add another thing to it? another charge
0: like we need to have them get on this uh so 2 months later paul stands trial kind of not really no it's like an arraignment or whatever the hell i right. whatever you call that cuz he did not stand trial uh charged with felony boating under the influence that caused the death the this defense attorney i don't even really know his name cuz i just kept writing defense attorney cuz i don't like him yeah He's uh, based on the evidence. There's no way to prove Paul was driving the boat. He, okay. So he reads off these statements and Connor repeatedly says, I don't know when asked who was driving, but Alex asked him to say that and said, you don't say you, you were driving. Just say, I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember who was driving. I mean,
1: and that was, <sighs> hate to say it was genius it was a genius thing for the um for alex to tell him to say because it really does create what well, reasonable doubt that it's it's just like i wish connor's
0: parents gave him better counsel during that time and then paul doesn't get handcuffed gets his mugshot taken in a hallway doesn't spend a minute in jail i I
1: when they said that Paul did not get handcuffed and like we see the footage of like because they were going to handcuff him and he and was like, like oh, no and then no. they were like oh never mind like the privilege the oh, like the overt privilege that was just uh, paraded
0: into that courtroom was crazy. I could not, but Paul and Paul could still go to college. The defense attorneys like he was bullied a fair amount. He was called names. He was, he, he, he suffered you guys. Okay, dude, I need you to have some perspective. I discovered the need to really focus on hair care when I gave myself an at-home haircut that went horribly wrong. I needed to find out how to grow out a pseudo mullet as soon as possible. And that is how I came across Kitsch. All of their products are designed to leave your hair damage free and luxurious. They have satin pillowcases, they have time saving towels. Kitsch just understands that hair care doesn't stop in the shower. Kitsch offers game-changing, time-saving beauty essentials for hair, skin, and body. Whatever your budget, your skin type, your hair type, Kitsch believes you deserve little indulgences at affordable prices morning, noon, and night. Kitsch's sellers include satin pillowcases, my favorite, caps and eye masks. And by the way, that satin is vegan and cruelty-free, Nut like silk, which is made from silkworms. These are so amazing for your hair and your skin while you sleep. I'll get more into that in a second. Shampoo and conditioner bars. Yes, bars. Bottle free beauty, honey. Heatless satin curling rollers. There are TikTok videos of people throwing away their $600 curlers for this, okay? Quick dry hair towels, and trust me, you do not want to be using your normal towel that you dry your body with anymore. You want to be using these towels. And don't forget their classic hair ties and scrunchies. So I use their satin pillowcases, okay? That's what I use. I will never use a normal pillowcase again. Because not only is it good for the hair, because it doesn't cause damage as you toss and turn and helps your hair grow long, like when you have a bad at-home haircut that you need to grow out but it is amazing on your skin. Think of how you stuff your face into a pillow. Imagine a dry-ass pillowcase on that skin. No, no. You need satin. You need vegan, cruelty-free satin for that. I also use their hair ties because I was damaging my hair so much. I like to put my hair up more often than I wear it down, and I was just getting clumps of hair coming out when I would be doing my hair not when I use kitsch no no the scrunchies are made so they don't damage your hair it's just covered in that satin all right listen up Kitsch is your one-stop shop for all your holiday gifting, for the family, your besties, and all the resties who deserve a little something special this year. Right now, Kitsch is offering discounts site-wide, anywhere from 25% all the way up to 60%, all month in November, when you go to myKitch.com slash she speaks. You heard it. Discounts up to 60% off certain items at MyKitch spelled M Y K I T S C H dot com slash she speaks. Plus Kitch has daily flash sales, unbelievable deals. So check back often. One more time, mykitsch.com slash she speaks for huge holiday discounts. Everything you need for holiday gifting or to treat yourself. Okay, now, June 7th, 2021, the 911 call. My wife and child are shot badly. The double homicide. So this defense attorney guy says uh, that when the funeral happened for Paul and Maggie, that they were afraid to go because like they weren't sure if it was safe. And the guy, sorry to laugh, but the guy who spoke for Paul at the funeral was a member of the law firm who hadn't even seen Paul in a while. Okay. I mean, like that was the guy who gave his eulogies. Like uh, Paul was, um, you know, I hadn't seen him. I haven't seen him in a while, but from what I remember, he was a uh, redhead <laughs> <laughs> He wa- may have or may have not been
1: driving a boat that killed a girl <laughs> and maimed many of his friends.
0: He was around <laughs> five, nine. Had a terrible temper. T- yeah. He had a alter ego when he drank. But he did this thing with his hands? Have you guys seen that? <laughs> anyway. And he's doing it right now in the casket. Yeah, actually. <laughs> uh, all right. That's, that wraps us up. Okay. Yeah. Rest in peace, dude. Uh, Okay. Anthony did not go to Paul's funeral, but he does throw um, Paul a bone here. And he says that Paul did look at him one day when no one was around and say, you know, I love you. He's like, he knew deep down. If you didn't know him like I did, he was a really good person. And, you know, the more I think about it with my love of Anthony, I'm realizing that he's probably a massive Trump supporter.
1: Oh, he definitely is. Yeah. they probably all are, but, you know, yeah, no, he's definitely probably a Trump supporter. Um, But I when he says that he wanted to go to the funeral, but he's made his peace. You know, his mother was and dad was like, you're not going to that fucking freaks funeral. Like, no, absolutely. And I verbatim not. feel like that's what she said. You're not yeah. going to that fucking freaks funeral. <laughs> like, Hell no, you're not going. I should have never let you be friends with him in the first place. I knew
0: better. Uh, Nancy Grace spotting she's you if there is something Nancy is not too far behind she's there this may be related to the death of Mallory Beach uh, defense attorney man uh, this this guy cannot say this word to save his life he said many people including me thought this was the work of a delusional vigilante <laughs> <laughs> uh Nancy's like this targeted hit met was meant for Paul, but there were two weapons. There was a shotgun and an assault rifle. So Nancy's like, I don't think this was one person unless you're carrying two guns. I mean, I actually agree with her. I think it was. I think well, well, the thing is, I don't think it was
1: two. I don't think it was one person. I think it was two people, but I think one person set it up to. They had an accomplice, like, you know, what I mean, they're still so you think it was like a
0: boom and a boom. OK, OK, yeah, I okay. think it was
1: well, we're going to get into it later, but I think it's. Yeah. We know who the other person would be if there is a second person. <laughs> we do. Yeah, I think that we would. Yeah, I, I don't want to say it. The guy that later gets accused of colluding with. Oh, um, oh, 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 that's his hired hand. It's definitely a person if if he used anybody that would be in. Oh, I, t- don't,
0: I don't, don't think know. so. Don't think
1: that's a tired hand. That, that's his, that's his like, think of like house of cards. That's his, like, that's his guy. Don't,
0: that- don't you think, oh, wait, when did that? Oh, because that, because he, he then shot him in the head after the Maggie and
1: yeah. And that, why would you like, I feel like that. You don't want to have too many people
0: involved in that. If I, forgot a second, about the t- I forgot about the timeline. Yeah. Yes, Cause they, they jump right.
1: a lot in this thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. They do I, jump a lot in this. Yeah. Right. So he I, was shot in the head after this. So, yes. Right. So I just feel like if you if
1: there was a second person, it would be that. That would be the guy. You know what
0: I mean? I see. I don't know because they are hunters in this family and they're very comfortable with guns. So I could see him having two guns. But no,
1: the thing is, I like, I understand that. I'm just saying like logistically of getting it done. Mm.
0: it the, was like for the, like, qui- for the they, quick they, they came out and it was like one shot one and the other shot the other yeah like they did it quick okay you know what i mean like
1: guns ablazing. like they because they everybody in that town is shooters so you can't really you don't have time to waste like mm. paul probably know how to shoot so you don't, you don't have time to waste you you're, do right. Okay.
0: you're right okay
1: you're right that's my theory because you're everybody in that the mom knows how to do it okay you're right Paul, like everybody the the Babe, the toddlers know how to
0: shoot. Like and the they don't toddlers
1: miss. know how to shoot.
0: They don't miss. So you can't. You don't have you room can't. for error in yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Okay, okay, like that. All Side right,
1: working theory.
0: All right, we'll keep. And then let's, let's 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 good because we can like marinate on that, and then we can like as we go yeah. through, we can keep it elaborating. Okay, that's fun. Okay, so three months later reporter Andrew Davis. Uh, It seems like he's like recording himself on his own phone. (laughs) And he's like, Alec Murdoch has been shot in the head. And that's the end of that episode. So right in episode two, um, back to him being like, it's, you know, reported that he's been shot in the head. And so it's like now they're like, was it the same person who shot Maggie and Paul? Um, He called so 911 call is it's weird because he was shot in the head. And now it's his call to report that he had been shot. In the head. In the head. I was so like, isn't that weird?
1: It's like, you sound fine.
0: I thought I was hearing it wrong. I sound
1: I sound worse when I have a migraine. I was like, shot in the head. Like, no, like his, he was perfect speech. He might sound even better than he normally does. Like, it was clear. Sir-
0: <laughs> what the fuck? Um, which is the only reason why I'm, confused about this. We'll get into it. Okay. So journalist, little Jake Shore guy. I don't know why I wrote that guy down, but he's going to pop up a lot. Um, And SLED is investigating. Did they ever explain, did they ever show what SLED stood for? But they bring it up a lot.
1: They, I think they did say it like once, but I don't know what it means.
0: I don't know. And I didn't bother looking it up, but they say sled a lot. So I'm just going to go with it because yeah. I kind of I had to rush through my notes. These aren't my usual. Is it um, it was sled and not sled with a T. Was it with a T? I thought it was with a T. You may be right because I'm full confession, guys. I This is the most rushed notes I took. I literally was watching this up until Pia and I got on the Zoom. So it could be with a T. I Let's, think it's with a T. Slet is investigating. Okay, that that's better. So, if anyone knows, please drop it in the comments. Because, like I said, really rushed through these notes and they're not my usual thoroughness. Normally, these notes would be like twenty-one pages because I get too much extra. Um, <laughs> I do. I love. I love your notes. They're great. I, know. I actually by, these notes are giving me are giving me anxiety because they're not my usual like super detailed. Um. What? Guys, yeah.
1: by the way, she's being really. <laughs> Dramatic about that because like these are really detailed. Like I'm looking at them myself right now. They're really so you can imagine like these are these are very detailed. So like if she was had more time, they would have been even crazier. Well, because
0: I I needed to know what slut stands for. I put sled. It's not even the right word. Okay, I might be wrong though, but I think it is T. I would have I would have looked up what the fuck that was, and I would have made sure I had it. I would have paused it, and I would have (laughs) Googled. Okay, but we had to keep him there. I don't I don't mess around. All right, so Alex's voice recording. Um, is him saying when he was shot, I went towards the light and I thought, am I dead? I hate him. And then I (laughs) I put my hand behind my head and my head wasn't missing. I mean, what a performance, what a performance, right? Um, so this dumb defense attorney, man, I can't stand him he he starts I don't know he just he, like I can't he just seems like such a charlatan he just every time he talks it you can feel the lies coming out of his mouth so he said you just something. remember she
1: just remind, that guy reminded me of like that uh there's like one reoccurring
0: sleazy um lawyer on svu it's oh him. yeah yes he's that character so whenever he starts to talk I think he's going to say something interesting but it's just like a lie uh, Alex's initial description of the suspect is a white fella, fair amount younger than me with really short hair. Let's remember that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Trey's a family friend of the Murdoch family and it's like the list of the enemies, the list of enemies for this family is endless basically, which is true. Hi, like pretty much everybody must hate this family in the town.
1: Yeah, it reminds me when he said that of the movie Drowning Mona, where it could have been anybody in the town because she was that hated. And
0: and it's a small town like that too. So I was like, it could be literally anyone. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Jim Griffin, is that, who's that, the defense attorney? Yeah. Uh, He says it's disturbing that there are vigilantes out there who were going to take justice into their own hands. Oh yeah, it's so scary. Oh my God. Uh, Yeah, the Murdoch family is the scarier thing. Right. Dude. Please. like these people are just
1: killing anybody they want to but words, it's just disgusting to me like
0: uh, what? vigilantes out there taking okay that's the murdoch family if you ask me dude and now yeah I, hate, I i can't stand this guy i hate him uh but we love pilar pilar she starts telling us we love pilar um she's awaiting trial Paul is awaiting trial for Mallory's death. So they looked obviously at everybody involved in that accident, but they were not involved because, you know, they're
1: not horrible people.
0: I was um, really happy when we quickly yeah. ruled
1: them out because I started getting panicky because I was like, they can set anything up. And I was like, I hope everyone did have an alibi. Oh, God. <laughs> like, please don't, par- please don't make that a road they go down for I a know, period I of like, time. I'm panicking. Connor, are you OK? <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh Okay, but then it goes, but she goes, but this wasn't the first time they had been implicated in a crime. And I'm like, ooh, where are we what? going? <laughs> what? Like, what is happening? Where are we going? July 8th, 2015. 911 call. Somebody's like, somebody's, there's a body in the road. And 7 a.m., Stephanie Smith, who is titled is Stephen smith's sister says she was trying to get to work or take her dad to work or something and sandy yeah. run road was blocked and uh sandy smith queen sandy smith steven's uh, mom love her love 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 her
1: yeah she was very progressive oh uh, she was for a, for a woman of her age and in, in that, type in of that town. town yeah amazing very progressive for for for
0: just true badass yeah um So they knew about that point. They knew a body had been thrown on the road and they hadn't heard from Stephen. So by then they figured out what had happened and they give this absolutely amazing description of Stephen who the the picture they show of Stephen at like a very young age, he's like posing like fabulous like Gia used to pose when yeah on Jersey and I was like oh he was just he came out the womb he was like I was like he is gay oh yes like (laughs) she goes he could fake cry in a minute like oh my god that's fantastic yeah they were twins Stephen and Stephanie and obviously like you could just tell he was the one who was flamboyant and fun and she was shy and so obviously she like needed him we meet Ashley, one of his. We meet Ashley, and we've already met Passion once. But these were his friends, and this group of friends is like the fucking fabulous friends, like the yeah. quirky, like kind of funky kids that mm-hmm. hung out at the skate rink, and they were like, this is like where we all hung out so that we wouldn't be judged. We just like we were the different ones, yeah. and so immediately I'm like, where's the reality show about this crew? They like this is like a TV show in the making. Like, why oh, like- thought
1: Passion was his cousin?
0: It's a his friend, oh. but I mean, she might be his cousin, but I also, again, rush the notes that you may be right. Who knows? Uh, so Steven loved to dance and they show this clip of him dancing and he's like, <laughs> yes. And I was like, oh my God, I want to be his friend. He just, oh, he was so great. And passion describes the popular group. She's like the rich families, they can get away with anything. She's like, if I did half of what they did, I would be under the jail. And uh, then it kills me when Sandy talks about what Steven wanted to do. He wanted to start in nursing and work his way up to a doctor so that he could go overseas and help people who didn't have doctors. I am livid. I mean right. I feel
1: like all the people that perished in in this thing were besides like um the Murdoch people were good people that were meant to be on this earth for good things like
0: yep, yep. so the way Andrew reports it Mr. Reporter Man with his hair he's like it's a hit and run <laughs> <laughs> with his hair <laughs> he is such a, you know what I'm talking about. Yes. <laughs> uh. So this L- Lieutenant Thomas Moore is the highway patrol officer who was on the scene. He's like, so I show up and the sheriff department's already there and the corners already there saying it's a wreck. And he's like, there's the road is clean. No broken glass, no car parts. This is a murder. Thank you. This is not a wreck. And Joel is Steven's dad, was called to the sheriff's department at 8 a.m. Before the sheriff came in, Randy Murdoch, Alex's brother, calls him. He was doing a workman's comp claim for Joel and offered to investigate. But all he wanted were his electronics, his passwords, his Facebook. He didn't ask any questions. I just need those electronics. So I was like, so did he give him to her? I feel like, no, I, I'm hope
1: this is what I, this is what I'm hoping. And this is what I think happened. I'm hoping he said, no, but I think they did give it to them. Right. Me too. And I think that's one of the biggest reasons why there was no movement on the case because anything, any, I don't, there was no proof of, of. Like we never in this in this segment had any actual definitive proof. It's all hearsay about like Steven's relationship with mm-hmm. the, the person that potentially killed him. Mm-hmm. And that is there's no there's no way there wasn't text exchange or emails of some sort. And if. There I think they got it. I think that they did. And I don't think yes. they want to say it because. It's, it's too hurt. It's too hurtful to feel like they shouldn't have done that in retrospect. Yeah, Ugh. like what? You do what? And, it's, what? and it's It's one of those things. If like they, if someone's talking at you real fast like that, I need to get this real fast. You don't have time to think it through. It, yeah, totally. And they <laughs> and they say we were taken advantage and they, of.
0: And they pose as experts. So you're like, okay, you, you there's must be a reason for this, right? And and of course, in retrospect, you're like that didn't
1: it didn't feel right at the time, but like, you didn't know what else to do. And man, I just feel really bad. Cause yeah. thats I don't think that they were like, not like Connor's parents. I think this was a very much taken advantage of situation and I don't blame them for if they did give them the passwords. Cause like, I don't know what, if I would have done anything differently in that situation being talked to that quickly,
0: you know? Yep. yep. Um, then Sandy goes to the funeral home to set up arrangements and Randy and Alec were on the scene where Steven's body was. So like, how the hell did they even know Randy? How did they know? How did they know? How did Randy know Steven was even killed? That's the thing. It's like, how do you know us low le- like low level people? How do you know what's happening with us?
1: Like they we are not
0: on your radar,
1: right? We're not in your circles. We're not in your tax bracket. We're not in your tribe. Yeah. Whatever you want to call it. And if, the only re- way you guys ever care about what happens is if it's somehow connected to you or connected to someone that you care about.
0: Yeah. And so the, like this man really was, he was like, Oh, I'm here to take pictures of the crime scene. But that Lieutenant guy was like, no, but he's like, he really just wanted to see what we were doing and what we figured out what, fine, if, what, what they didn't do correctly in staging it. Hmm. And so we meet Mike Hemleep, I think I got his name okay, who is the Smith family attorney. And he says that Stephen had blunt force trauma to the head. His car was parked a bit away with the gas cap off, with the implication being that he like walked to his father's house. That's where he was going. Stephanie did not believe that he got hit because she's like, We've been walking these roads forever. And she's, she's like, we were, she, whenever they were walking, they would run into the woods if there was a ro- a car coming. Cause she's like we were more afraid what was on the road than what was in the woods. And she said that he would always say, uh, her brother would always say no one was going to kidnap his sexy behind. <laughs> he just sounded like the funnest person. Yeah. We really like missed out on this guy in this right. world. We really did. Um, And so then we get to hear about Sandy just being the most awesome, coolest mom in this small town. Clearly the dad was too. He was clearly okay with it because the family just accepted him because she said that by high school, it was clear that he was gay, but he never had to come out or anything. They just figured it out. They just could tell like, oh, he's gay. Yeah. And that's kind of the dream. Like you don't need to like come out and explain it. It's just like, oh, okay, you're gay. We don't need to like get the explanation. That's all right and she said he got bullied but it never seemed to bother him. Oh, I mean, get out of here. Like what a cool mom and fam well, I mean i bet it was a cool dad too but we'll figure out what we find out what happened there. It's just heartbreaking. I know and I feel like it's too much. Yeah. yeah. Um and so the the attorney who's representing the Smith family um that's their name, right? Sorry. Yes, the Smith yeah. family. <laughs> um he's gay clearly so he really understands it he's like he says you know coming out is a very scary thing especially in a small town like this so he really understands that there's a fear that you will be a victim of a crime of violence so what a great attorney to get for this whole thing right Mm -hmm. the locals says he's he's uh ended a lot but i didn't get his name like the, the chubbier guy that's like in the bar. Yeah. Yeah, As, yeah, yeah. He says being gay is the worst thing to be around here. It's like, Jesus, that is crazy. The worst thing to be?
1: Yeah. My God. Because you know, they're all Bible thumping like, you know, hypocritical Christians is what That's I like hypocritical to hypocritical
0: Christians. Absolutely. Because Jesus hung out with everybody. Exactly. Jesus is like, hey ho, let's hang. Exactly. Like, that doesn't make any sense. So, okay. Now we, thank God, um, we meet this guy, Corporal Michael Duncan. And I'm sorry, again, I don't know what this stands for, but he was an MAIT officer. Don't know what the MAIT stands for, but it's something to do with people who figure out that this was no fucking car accident. Because he's like, there is no evidence of that. There's no glass. There's no tire marks. There's no paint from the car. There's no oil transfer. The phone didn't fall out of his pocket. The, it's, the glass isn't broken on the phone. There's he still has his shoes on. No tumble. He still has his shoes on. There's just a pool of blood. And so if you've been thrown and like moved from a car, like there would be spots of blood, nothing. Yeah. So this was not a hit and run. And so Stephanie does, when she gives a statement to the police, she does say that he, that her brother had been secretive two weeks prior to his death. So there we go. And so this is what they, the, the, the scene was staged to say like, oh, he was out of gas, but yet his wallet was in the car and he was walking in the wrong direction because the gas station was opposite of where he was going. So guys, this is all stupid. Stephanie demanded an open casket because they had beat his face so bad and it was so traumatizing to her that she had to see him like that um, so that she wanted everybody to see him like that. But his dad couldn't even go near it, couldn't even see him like that. That's so sad. Um, but here we go. Now it's the hard part. As the investigation starts up, no one wants to talk about it because they all do hear that the Murdoch boys were involved. So now it's this whole series of locals saying that like the Murdochs are connected to politicians and can just basically make a phone call and things go away. It's just like a different, like different locals all across the, just being like, yep. So investigators say they would get something out of someone, but then literally they disappear. Like they'd be unreachable after that. So they'd get a little bit of a lead and it would go away. Mm -hmm. But a name kept coming up buster murdoch okay they get this police interview with this kid who's got his face blurred and yeah and it's like two or three young men are in a vehicle saw this boy walking he turned his back around and intended they turned back around and tended to mess with him and stuck something out of the window and hit him in the back of the head this is like some version of a story um but buster comes up a lot so describing buster as a kid everyone's kind of like He was, you could tell he had money, but he wasn't snobby and he was kind of quiet. And everyone's basically saying he's like the opposite of Paul. He was the favorite child, very studious, the good kid. Paul was like the bad kid. But after this incident with Stephen's death, Buster disappeared. No Facebook activity, possibly left the country. And before Stephen died, He was going on a deep sea fishing trip with a prominent person, but he wouldn't say who. And his friend Ashley says that he was messing with the man and his words were, if I say who this is, the whole county would be shook. So let's just say what we think this is. Buster Buster was 100% gay and would never, ever, ever dream of coming out. And I'm that is absolutely motive, like beyond motive. But okay,
1: I just decided right now because I during watching this, I had a different thought of the situation. I assumed Buster was the person who did the thing.
0: Oh, but Paul.
1: I don't think it's Buster. I don't think he has it in,
0: in him. But you think I, Paul did?
1: Yeah, I think either either Paul did it or I kind of like my working theory of like, as you were talking about it and I was, it was really actually more painting a picture for me. I think that, um, somehow, um, Alex found out, maybe saw something on his computer. He is the favorite child. He does love Buster. I think that's the only son he loved. He tolerated Paul. Buster was supposed to be his protege, his next person to continue. Their legacy to continue their chokehold on that community. Mm. This would ruin everything, and he knows for damn sure Paul ain't going to be the person to be able to to bring on the legacy. He has invested everything into Buster, so I don't know if he enlisted Paul or if he enlisted his henchman guy that he he has under his payroll.
0: Mm. But he needed to get rid of poor Stephen. He knew he he had a secret on that family that would ruin that family, and they had to get rid of him. Yeah, but I think Alex. I
1: think that it, whether it was Paul or the or someone he paid, I think I think somehow Alex is the person who found out. I mean, Paul may have lured lured. I can never say that word. Um, hmm. Stephen there against his will, <laughs> like you know, he's like, meet me here, and he like you know what I mean and then never showed and it was a kind of a setup thing but I and I think and I feel that way because later on towards the end of the documentary when we'll get into it more but like there's these moments between Buster and his father when they're talking on the phone that makes me believe in my theory
0: Hmm. that's a good point Because, yeah, Buster probably didn't physically do it himself. And Randy and Alec were right on that scene. Yeah. Right on that scene. They knew exactly where it was. So
1: it's like, to me, it makes me feel like he knew that
0: something, like he already knew about this. Yeah. That's a great theory. Okay. Okay. Am I solving this? You are solving all the crimes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So a two by four bat, this is the theory that a two by four bat was used to strike Steven in the head. And that is consistent with his injuries. Um, Buster's name was mentioned over two dozen times, but was not charged or even interviewed by law enforcement. Uh, Joel's Joel. Steven's dad died three months after Steven died of a heart attack, like literally just died of a broken heart.
1: And that's why I kind of think that he may have given the passwords to him because it's like that guilt of like Mm. that overwhelming, like, of course he could have absolutely just died off of just the the sadness of losing his son. But like, also can you imagine if you did hand over all the evidence that could put away the killer of your son
0: well because even he's like joel uh one of the locals said that joel knew that steven was seeing buster and he knew that they that they killed him right so So that's like uh, that tracks that he was like that's why they that's why they called they wanted my pat they wanted the passwords and they wanted all that shit so yeah because that's i bet that tracks with your theory that alec found something on a facebook or on a whatever because they were like give me those passwords yeah, because it's so like we can scrub that shit. It
1: do- doesn't that track because it's like, why? Yeah. Lisa-
0: why do you want those passwords?
1: Because like he can erase anything on Buster's I- side, but yeah. you can't erase anything
0: on the other guy's side. Mm-hmm. There we go. I don't know. No, no. Uh, it just oh, shit.
1: like that what
0: happened to me. Oh, you are on, you are good at this. Look at you solving all the crimes. Look at the clues. I'm so, clues. This is good. I'm so glad. See, this is good because like I had, this was such a rush job for me because I was too busy. So this is good that like you're sitting here, like looking at it like with fresh eyes. Cause like, I didn't even have time to like really, really ponder this. But Pia, you have solved the crime.
1: <laughs> I like also like low key when like I got to episode three, I was like, should we cover this? Are they going to come after us?
0: Oh my god! Right, <laughs> we are going. <good. laughs> like I got to the point. I was like, I'm scared of them too. Like <laughs> put me in silhouette. Can you put me in silhouette? Disguise your voice. Hello. Do you like to put like the monster voice sounding thing? In yeah. I was going to turn the lights out in here. <laughs> Uh, OK, so they do this like cool shot where they where they scroll through like all the headlines that we've seen so far. and Then they stop on one that said Stephen Smith investigation reopened seven years after his death, uh, June 22nd, 2021, after Maggie and Paul's death. They reopened Stephen's death, and so that corporal guy from MAIT was like, "I wonder what they found in that investigation that led them to reopen Stephen's case." And they arrested th- this. is when they arrest that that sixty-five-year-old Curtis Smith guy who literally growls at the, at the camera. <laughs> the camera. So that's who
1: I was speaking of. If if it mm-hmm. wasn't clear, because I wasn't trying to jump too far ahead, but Curtis
0: Smith is who i keep calling the (laughs) henchman yes and he he's so okay obviously he looks nothing like what they he does not match the description of the attacker that alex alex originally described um but now it comes out that they conspired to murder him so that buster could get the life insurance money of 10 million dollars And then Curtis, this Curtis Smith guy is a character, right? And he does this interview and they're like, how do you feel? He's like, I feel like that little bit of snow that's going down the hill and get, you know, becoming bigger and bigger. I feel betrayed saying (laughs) that he was set up. So that's the end of of that episode. But
1: that also made me feel like he's talking about more than this.
0: That's okay. Because I feel like the little bit of snow that's going to. Oh, but he's
1: not going to say that because it's like, why the fuck telling yourself about things that no one has accused you of yet? (laughs) But I feel like that's what that means. Um, I mean, I wouldn't I'm not going to voluntarily tell you about all the other murders I've done for this family. (laughs) All
0: right. Episode three. Now. It comes out. That Alex has—is it Alec or Alex? you mean the dad? Yeah. Hmm. It's, spelled, <laughs> it's spelled with an X, but everyone's saying Alec. I think, but that could be their accent. Okay, so I'm gonna say Alex because yeah. that's how it's spelled. Because yeah, it could um, be their accent. Yeah. Okay. Um, The defense attorney guy, Jim, is like he confesses that he has an opiate addiction and he then checks himself into rehab. I mean, I believe that he does, but I don't believe that that's like excuse for
1: all of everything else. It just seemed very convenient. I mean, I'm not surprised because I feel like those type of people always have some type of weird thing that they're like, whether it be alcohol or drugs so that doesn't even surprise me like that was that minimum when I like you have you're doing something crazy behind the scenes you crazy guy but like that does not dismiss everything else there's a lot of people that are on drugs that don't don't do the things that you're being accused of
0: yeah like I it just feels like sending yourself to rehab right now is it's like a pretty convenient thing to do that was
1: you using your like like, the thing is, you have a history of it or whatever, or like you can probably prove that you have a history of it, but now you're, and you didn't care about getting any help before, but now you're like, I know if I get sent to a treatment center because I am in a law that like, you know, da da da. He's using, I think he's using it for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's absolutely, he's absolutely using it because he's like this man who has sent probably everybody in that jail to jail. He can't be in the same jail
0: <laughs> as these people. Mm-hmm. No. Exactly. Um, now, okay, we we meet one of the most haunting human beings I've ever seen. We meet this guy that's a family friend, Jamie Harrelson. Uh, he he was he a ghost? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Is he a ghost? He Maybe. was scary. He is he is very torn up by this whole thing, and he does not think anything ill of this man at all he says to lose your wife and son nobody deserves that he's he's not he's this is a harrowing experience i
1: hated his his uh hunting outfit that he was wearing. i
0: hated outfit. it i hated the whole thing he, i hated it he scared me uh rob carmichael is also a family friend and he apparently he was also an addict and he says that nobody knew that either so yeah, but you also didn't do all that shit, did you? Or yeah. maybe you did, <laughs> I right? Don't know. Uh, there's a recorded call that was between Alex and his sister-in-law, and he goes, well, you know, Maggie had a hard time when we moved to Hampton County. I'm like, that's, wasn't that like a long time ago? Uh, right. right? And so Andrew, the reporter says that uh there was maggie was not actually living at the property they weren't living together and it was rumored that alex had a alec had a mistress uh but the gym of defense attorney guys said that's not true and all the friends are like no they were so loving like they just loved each other um and they're like after the boating accident she just didn't feel comfortable so she stayed in a a disto or something Mm -hmm. Uh, and they were communicating in a very loving fashion and that haunting ghost man, Jamie's like when he met Maggie, the world stopped. Uh, and a local says, "Oh, this is a what's her face, the um, Anthony's mom, Beverly." She goes, "I think that they were more in love with being powerful in society." I just believe her. I believe everything Beverly says. Yeah, I'm going to go with her. But then they show this news headline of that. The murder of their housekeeper. So now we're going to flashback February 26, 2018. 911 call. Maggie Murdoch is very calm on this call.
1: She's yeah.
0: Like, My housekeeper has fallen. Her head is bleeding. She says she fell going up the steps, going up the brick steps. She's very clear on that. I'm like, yeah. up yeah. the steps, up the steps. I'm like, who? Oh. Falls up. up. I mean, you, I have fallen up steps, but it's like not to like kill myself, but I guess they're brick. So mm-hmm. she needed to point that out. Uh, her name was Gloria Satterfield and we meet this, uh, Michael Ferzi, who's an Ferzy, who's an ethics attorney. And he, <laughs> so ac- according to them, this is the story. The family dog knocked her down the stairs and, uh, after her death, Alec approached her sons saying that he would take care of them. He just needed to go. They got to go. He's going to go to their, this friend of his, Corey Fleming. I think that's the same lawyer that they tried to hook Connor up with. It is. It is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mm
1: -hmm. God, Uh, this is so diabolical. This is
0: diabolical. So he had some, Alex says, I have some policies, insurance policies on the home or some shit. And 4.3 million was paid out and the boys got none of it. So I think I followed this. So the insurance company paid the money to Corey Fleming. And then the money from there went to Forge, which is a legitimate settlement company. So it's Forge something else.
1: That's the legitimate company. Yeah. Forge legitimate company. Like what is, so. So yeah, it's like, I don't know what the actual name of it is. Forge, we'll call it legitimate company for the sake of that. And then we'll. Then then do what you're going
0: to say. So but then so Corey, though, has this money, right? So right. So then he writes a check to just the word forge. That's the problem there. Yeah. So he writes this. He writes it to forge. And then Alex goes and creates an account that's Alex Murdoch, DBA, doing business as forge (laughs) a personal account a personal account doing business as forge and starts putting millions of dollars into it. Yeah, dude. That's who does that remind you of? Uh, Tom Girardi. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All I could think of was like Tom Girardi. Yeah. All I could think of during this segment is Tom Girardi. Yeah. So in Hampton, it's basically just politicians, bankers, law enforcement and lawyers. So it's you scratch my back. I scratch yours. And Palmetto State Bank is like the bank. And the board of directors is filled with the Lafitte family. And Russell Lafitte is friends with the Murdochs. So this is how uh, what's his face? Alec was able just to walk in and be like, hey, I'm going (laughs) to skip all these protocols and be like, I'm opening up this bank account. Doing businesses forge don't don't ask questions and they're like don't look into it <laughs> <laughs> so like just don't look into it millions of dollars are about to be funneled into it just look the other way and they're like okay uh, and we meet That's this crazy Mark Etheridge guy is cool because he goes this is a case of institutional evil this is the product of decades of entitled privilege the Murdochs are part of a club. Of powerful white people who got to run things. Like, Damn. But I love that guy. Right? <laughs> he was good. Whoa. I know. Um, so a lot of people aren't buying this dog story. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Did you for
1: a second there? I was like, if this dog also gets put down for this shit, I'm gonna be mad as fuck. <laughs>
0: People are like, so this dog who that she's, the, she practically like raised this dog from a puppy. She knows this dog. And suddenly this dog like comes up behind her and knocks her downstairs. It's just like, wow, what are the odds? So then they the 911 call at one point, Paul gets on the phone from 911 with 911. And he's all irritated that they're asking questions. They're asking right? questions like, is she breathing? Do you, can you go and check? he's like, why are you asking all these questions? She's like, okay. <laughs> So, sir, Jesus, ambulance me, my, is my job. The ambulance. <laughs> this isn't gonna get in the. The ambulance is coming. He's like, okay, God, Jesus. It's like, why are you asking me if this person's breathing? <laughs> I, I, am asking
1: you, what's your name? Basic questions. Like. Jesus.
0: So the rumor is that obviously he pushed her because oh, maybe, yeah. maybe she found his drugs or something.
1: I think that he pushed her to do what he was, he was always going to do what he was going to do with like taking the money. This was like, he was running out of money. He's in debt. And he was like, she got to go.
0: Oh, you mean, that's Alex. This is Paul. Oh shit. Hold on. Wait, what? Yeah, they think it's the son, the son. Wait, why did I miss that? What? I I had, you know, when I first watched it, I thought it was, I thought it was Alex too. But when I took notes, I was like, oh shit, the the son. No, I thought that was, Fucking out. No, it's the sun.
1: That <laughs> makes even more sense Ooh. of my later theory. They, they he had to get rid of them both. They were the <laughs> eyewitnesses.
0: <laughs>
1: oh my God. <laughs>
0: OK, so now it's October 14th, 2021, and Alex is arrested, leaving the rehab. See, that thing in that rehab was just a scam. Uh, housekeeper, the family, because so the housekeeper's family sued them because they're like, we never got the money from her estate. And then also Alex's firm, the firm, the big old firm that he like that big old thing. That was huge. They let him go for the misappropriation of those funds didn't he try to say he quit
1: did he i feel feel like he's like what like he tried to be like i'm just gonna resign but like it was
0: like no you're you're fired they're like we too late dude we already got rid of you yeah uh but then they found out he's been doing this shit for a decade right and then they they looked (laughs) they looked into it this is gross Uh, he someone would die and he would take their money all these people targeted minorities and poor people Scum of the earth. I mean it is not shocking at all. No shocking at all. No. No, no, no. Stole almost like, was it two million? Uh Uh, for for the for the housekeeper we're talking about? No, for stole almost two million from the like just overall from over the course of
1: no, it was no, it was way more than two million he stole. He stole ten million dollars. Was over it 10? See, yes, I, again, I was taking notes because I was the,
0: getting ready to
1: do No, this. that was it, was, it was such a crazy number. He sold at least $10 million over th-
0: that period of time because the housekeeper um, themselves was like 4.2 million. Okay, thank God you said that because I was literally like putting on makeup as I was taking notes while because I was getting ready to record. So yeah. 10 million. Yeah, because the, the numbers that they were using, like the housekeeper, Keeper one was
1: like the biggest payout. It was like 4.2 4.3, million, 4.3. Yeah, 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 yeah. Something like that. And then one of the other ones was just under a million. And then the other ones were like high figures like that or like 90,000. So it all accumulated to about 10 million. Okay,
0: shit. Um, This creepy call between Buster and Alex. Buster's like, yeah, I went gambling. Then there was an article saying I was misusing funds. And Alex like, are you kidding me? Uh, no remorse no remorse whatsoever and the calmness in his voice
1: for all the things he's being like accused of like he's just like shooting the shit like how are you doing all your day like yeah he really doesn't think he thinks that this is such a temporary situation that he's in
0: i mean I'm, how are you not freaking out you are in prison sir you they've,
1: because they've never had had anything happen to them in in over a hundred over a hundred years like he's like this is all temporary temporary
0: all temporary like that's his mindset right now yeah and now then the question is where did the money go now it makes sense that it was almost 10 million because i was like million's not that much yeah uh okay 12 hours before the murder now we have to break down what the fuck happened with this murder of paul and maggie No one can figure out, by the way, did they I don't think they ever land on where they could like where that money could have gone. It was just all conjecture. We still don't know.
1: They he thinks that he's hidden it away, probably in, you know, offshore accounts, offshore
0: accounts. Because they're
1: saying, yeah, they were saying with that sum of money, there's no way you can burn through that type of money in that town. And I think that like back to your point about this it's so convenient with this opioid addiction thing. I feel like they're trying to allude to his addiction was the reason why they're in such financial disarray. And he was forced to steal money from clients because of his addiction to drugs. As they said at one point, the, the drugs were expensive. I'm like,
0: you're really rich. It's not like
1: the drugs aren't going to bankrupt you.
0: Like, yeah, like I get that they can, they get very expensive for sure, but $10 million. Yeah, there's no way that your drug addiction that
1: no one noticed was giving you 10 million dollars worth of debt that no
0: one noticed that's the biggest part that no one noticed um and so because this is still very new like this all happened in late 2021 they're probably still going to be figuring shit out about the money so this was still they still don't have enough information on that so they kind of had to like let that go yeah um so now we're into what the fuck happened at this murder so 12 hours before they'd had dinner, all three of them, Maggie left to quote, run the dogs. Paul left the house. Cause he like never stayed there. And Alex laid on the couch. He quote, tries to call them, but they won't answer. Then he leaves to go see his mom who has dementia. Then he goes back home at 10 Oh one. And there's no sign that they'd been there. So then he goes to, to try to find them, drives back to the dog kennel and discovers their bodies Uh, And then this is according, of course, to their, to the defense attorney, Jim. There's two shots with a shotgun on Paul. Uh, One is on his head and it practically decapitates him. Fucking insane. Maggie shot multiple times from a distance. And then the last two are close up. Uh, Again, this defense attorney with the delusional vigilante. Uh, Okay, now it's like, who could do this thing? So first they're like, could it be Mallory's family? Could it be the Smith family? But then when Alex comes up as a suspect, his only alibi is his mom with dementia. So obviously like, that's not great. Yeah. Then they're like, why was Maggie even there at Moselle or whatever they call this thing? Because she wasn't even living there anymore. And she just texted her friend, that her husband was up to something. So that's not great. Yeah. Tons of rumors that she was looking into getting a divorce, maybe even hired an attorney to do so. And if that is true, that would require a financial audit, as we know this by now. And if you do that, you would have found out that he's been embezzling money. Mm -hmm. And if, you know, is that enough to make you kill your spouse? I don't know then yeah it is fuck yeah especially him i mean not me
1: but like crazy people like that who already have are prone to doing things like that for
0: sure yeah uh there was a blood spatter splatter pattern on his shirt okay but then the defense attorney was like uh it's normal to have blood on him because he touched the bodies did you not hear they said a blood splatter pattern Yeah. Not just blood on him. It's the pattern that they look for, dude. That's different. Okay. Yeah. But I I
1: understand how easily that can be like thrown out because there's just been so many different cases where like people are like, it's just like the blood spatter thing is just so controversial. So like, because he touched the bodies, like I feel like a jury of 12 could easily be like, well, he touched the body. They're not going to care about the, the,
0: bad or p- part of it you know damn it <laughs> this call between <laughs> alex and buster is weird that's he, what I, mm-hmm. what the fuck is this you know they're talking in code yeah that, the whole hunting thing and the dove shit like the deer and the dove and the do you mind if jim goes because buster's like i'm not doing that and he's do like you- do you mind if jim does it do you think that this is a,
1: a far reach? I have another possible theory of what the code, because I'm like, it has something, he needs him to go to the property for something. To, I feel like to move something. At first I'm like, move evidence, move something. But then I was thinking, as we were talking about where did the money go? I feel like old school people like that yeah, maybe he has offshore accounts, but is it possible he buried money on the property?
0: That, that's, I I thought the same thing. I'm like, there's something there. There's something that he needs to get from. There's something that needs to be literally extracted from that property. Yeah. And Jim knows. And Jim is going, like. like, like- I think there's money that, I
1: think there's money buried. Like little treasure maps mm-hmm. some on that property.
0: Oh, that was such a weird conversation. It was so clearly coded.
1: Yeah, I was dead. I wasn't about hunting. Like,
0: that was bizarre.
1: And I and this is what kind of made me feel like Buster wasn't directly involved in Stephen's death because it just feels like the whole conversation he was having with his dad was so he knew what was going on. And he always has known what every how everything is going. I I don't think that Buster is not privy to what happened, but it's his family and he just has to shut his fucking mouth. Yeah. And I think. With the murdering of his mom and his brother, I think this was his kind of like I need to detach from my family respectfully, like I'm still going to talk to them, but I'm like, I'm not involved. Like, I'm not going to the house. I'm not. Do what you gotta do, leave me out of it, type of situation.
0: Yeah, totally. Well, then Alex is officially charged with the murders. They got enough evidence, they're like, This dude did it. Uh, he shows up to court with a shaved head, Gucci shoes, and there's a frame picture of his grandfather hanging right in front of him. Poetic. Um. The last scene of this is that really weird phone call between him and Buster where Buster is talking about how his girlfriend's like hung over and he can't quite hear what he said. And he goes, y- oh, well, hung over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's just like, mom, you know, like you could just tell when she's buzzed, you know? Yeah. I remember that with your mom. Remember that with your mom? And it's really awkward because it's like, yeah, it's kind of weird that you're talking about mom, obviously. Yeah. He's like, I know you killed mom. So, <laughs> he's like, so yeah. And then I know you're doing this
1: because you know it's a recorded call and you want to show that you still <laughs> talk about mom. Yeah. I know you talk killed mom and I'm really trying hard to like let that go. <laughs> um, because she did
0: it. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then yeah. it's like and then it's like silent for a little bit. and, he's, and then Bus was like, Are you still there? And it's like, this call has ended. End of the episode. And then okay, I screenshot the last little part of it, but.
1: I and also with that call with Buster and his dad talking about his girlfriend, I was like, I can never, I haven't heard a person more uninterested in an arranged marriage or relationship right? than Buster. He's like, yes, I'm still with the girl that I have to pretend I like because I can't be gay, dad. Yeah, yep. it's like,
0: she's like, yeah, she's still she, here. She's here, she's hung over and she's
1: fucking annoying me for the, usual.
0: Yeah, she's in the room, her room, because we don't share one. Her room being the woman. Uh, okay, so both Corey Fleming, Corey Fleming, And Russell Lafitte each face over 20 charges tied to Alex Murdoch Murdoch in a series of financial crimes. Both have maintained their innocence while currently awaiting trial. I'm glad they go down. In total, me too. So, in total, Alex Murdoch has been charged with over 90 counts of criminal activity, including the murders of his wife, Maggie, and son, Paul. On May 27th, 2022, in a confession of judgment, Murdoch admitted to stealing $4.3 million from the family of his longtime housekeeper. On all other charges, he maintains his innocence. He is currently awaiting trial.
1: Piece of shit.
0: Yeah. True piece of shit.
1: And that's what I mean. Like no one was off, off like bounds in that family. Like you're protected to a certain degree, but once you became a problem, you could be also like eliminated. And I think that's what happened there with Maggie and Paul. Paul was, was first of all, was a liability to that family. He was a loose fucking cannon. And uh, some would say if it wasn't for that boating accident, none of this would even probably have come out in in the way it did. I feel like that boating accident really made the visibility of what they do like outside of their bubble. Like, you know, it's getting picked up by people who are not in that town and not afraid because it was like on Twitter and all these things getting picked up nationally so I don't know. I think like Paul was definitely, especially now that you said that he was probably the person that pushed the housekeeper down the stairs or whatever. I just feel like Paul was a, a, a loose end that he needed to to get rid of. I don't think his dad actually really ever cared for him
0: that okay. much. Okay, so the theory is that... Um, So the theory is that. So wait, but okay. So you think that he hired the guy to kill both of them, and then have him kill him too, so that Buster could get the settle, get the insurance settlement.
1: No, I don't think that he was ever going to kill himself. I think that he wanted. Oh no, I don't ever think he was going to commit suicide. For I think that that whole part where he was saying he was going to have that guy kill him so Buster can get money was all made up after the fact, or made. No, that was or it was already. He already. Yeah, it was made up after the fact when he started getting suspicion um, of the murder of his uh, wife and son. I think because like they said this in the part, when you shoot someone, you don't miss. Don't miss. It was he was intentionally nicking himself to, to get make sympathy, sympathy to avert attention from himself. Of being oh, got it. it. It seemed like he was a victim and a target. Got it. It was all set up. But then when that plan didn't come to fruition and people started questioning and that guy got picked up and stuff for connection and shooting him and he started blabbing, it was like more of like, no. So we did that because I hired him to kill me because I I love my son so much and
0: we were in debt and I needed oh, that money. So that was made up after the fact. Oh my God. I'm so slow on this, this gaze. Thank God you're here. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yep got it. So, okay. Wow. I'm really not picking up. I'm really not picking up what this is putting down. If you
1: watch it again for just like pleasure, you would pick that up immediately. You know what I mean? You're stressed to try to get this
0: out. Yeah. So you would have for sure picked that up. Okay. Yeah. Now I'm, now I'm totally getting that. Yeah. Yeah. So he was like, Oh no, it was because I was just wanting to take care of my poor buster. And I like
1: almost, bought that for a split second until I realized he does not, even though I think he does love Buster, he doesn't love anyone more than himself.
0: Yeah. So he staged that to get, to distract from the obvious from him as the obvious suspect.
1: Correct. He you want it? It had to make He had to make it seem like his family
0: was getting targeted. Got it. Okay. Duh. Duh, Emily. God. I'm embarrassed. Don't be embarrassed. I am.
1: The thing is, a lot of these things that I'm coming up with is things that I'm coming up because we and you are talking to it. Like, I didn't have that theory about, um, I thought Buster until we started recording was the person that was directly involved in Steven's death until we started talking about it and out loud. And I was like, no, like, you know what I mean? So it's like, we're talking it out. We're talking it through. And I think that's what we're all doing here. That's why,
0: That's why we're here. That's why we're here. That's why we're here. That's why we're here. So, yeah, he deserves to rot. He is legit evil. Even like, let's say he didn't do any of this stuff to his family. He was taking all that money from. Poor people. Yeah. when they died or get got into got into horrible accidents.
1: He's not innocent.
0: For in sure. Any, in, in any way. He's, he's already admitted
1: he's stolen money. So there's, yeah. there's that. So he's yeah. guilty of something. I think he's guilty of like multiple somethings, but yeah, totally so, outrageous, um, horrendous somethings. And I've thrown out some allegations of some other things that
0: haven't been yeah, put in, haven't even been put into HBO series. Move. Moving, just the no.
1: body tampering with evidence, mm-hmm. maybe hiding money on
0: property. I
1: don't know. Be, I'm. I feel like the death
0: of Steven needs to be added to to the possible murders i agree i agree actually like a hired hit i mean the,
1: what the, the amazing thing is steven's case is still currently open
0: yep it's been open well that's so, why it's oh that's probably why it was reopened
1: it, yeah because they said isn't like there is i think that investigators know for sure that there is a connection and they just have to prove it to be able to bring up charges to him. So I, I wouldn't be surprised in the upcoming year or so that he gets charged with Stephen's murder. And I hope this podcast and whoever else wants to cover it can maybe help gain some clarity and help or like if, cause like some people are like investigators get really close to the case. So maybe they didn't, a fresh perspective might help them have a light bulb moment of how they can connect it. I don't know. Yeah, because I I am agreeing
0: with you with that. It does. It wasn't physically Buster who did it. Yeah, but rather, it. I don't. I don't know if it was. Well, I mean, clearly, if, I I feel like Alec would be willing to kill someone with his bare hands. So I mean, I don't know if he. I like the
1: thing is he could hire somebody I, because it was broad daylight. I don't know if it would be him, but I definitely think he was the one who uh, hired it. Who yeah. act like he's. Like the person who said, Go do it. Like, if it wasn't for him, it wouldn't happen Mm -hmm. type situations. Which still he could be charged for. It's kind of like when um um was it um the the guy the Hollywood murders, uh Sharon Tate, what's his name? Um Manson. Manson. Manson was able to be charged because he wasn't physically there, but he if it he gave the direct order. So if it wasn't for him, then none of it would have occurred. So he's still equally as at fault for it. So that's what I think he still would be able to get charged for it.
0: Totally. Well, solving crimes. (laughs) Now
1: I got to watch my back. I know, (laughs) right? I'm glad I don't live in (laughs) South Carolina. (laughs) Can you please put me in a silhouette for this?
0: Yes. (laughs) Good thing the Murdoch family just isn't as powerful as they used to be. Right. It's the grandfather still alive. Yeah, we need to look out for Buster. No, I think he's dead. I mean, he was alive. Live in 2020. Oh, wait, that's not. But I'm thinking of the wrong one. The other so, one's Randall. Yeah,
1: like he could still be alive because he was alive just a couple of years ago. He could still be alive.
0: Yeah, and He looked right. like he he looked healthy. He did look healthy. All <laughs> right. He didn't look like he was going anywhere. Yeah,
1: he looked fucking healthy.
0: Fuck. <laughs> All right. Well, allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Everything is alleged. Everything is alleged. I'm going to put a disclaimer. Everything, Everything we say, they say. Don't worry. I'll say that in the intro. Everything we say is alleged. We don't know shit. Um, okay, that wraps us up. And uh thanks for tuning in. Uh thank you, Pia, for being here because you really just saved my ass. Because this was a I would where would I be without you, Pia? No, where would I be without you, Emily? Oh my God. <laughs> Get out of here. All right. All right. <laughs> uh guys, don't forget to follow Piaj at Pia V on TikTok and Instagram. And don't forget to like this video. And I love you. I mean it. Bye. Bye. Bye.